Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the leaders sparking the rise of Bentonville, one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities in the United States, nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in the heartland of America. Hey, I'm your host, James Bell, and it is my pleasure to share the studio today with a nine-time UCI World Trials Champion and founder of Bentonville Bike Fest, Kenny Belay. Kenny, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Well, glad you're here. Let's jump right in and uh, get to know you. I left a lot out in that introduction. Will you let our audience know what they should know about Kenny Belay? So I'm a 40-year-old trials rider. So trials is a discipline where you have to go over obstacles without putting your foot down. I've been doing that uh, in competition format for about, until I was 38. So I, I retired from competing two years ago. I've been traveling the world extensively for the last 20 years almost from literally from Tokyo to LA and everything in between. Mm-hmm. So been very privileged with, uh, you know, making my hobby a job. And uh, so, yeah, it was really a big adventure so far. Been on the podium in the world championships for like, I don't know, like almost every world championship that I entered. That's something I'm really proud of. It's impressive. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of hard work. And it was just, well, yeah, one big roller coaster of traveling and events and and good times. Haven't been injured too much. I'm uh, I live in Belgium. Actually, I'm a resident of Belgium, but I live most of my time in Spain for training purposes. And I travel to the states like constantly. I spend uh, yeah, a few months here a year and organize the Bentonville Bike Fest. So it's a very um, special life, but we love it. My wife's also very adventurous. We just got our baby, seven month, month year old uh, Caesar. And my wife is, uh, yeah, thank you. And my wife is uh, almost done to become a commercial airline pilot. So we are nothing but uh, normal. (laughs) You're going to be traveling a lot more then, right? (laughs) Yeah, for free. (laughs) For free. Uh, Wow. Is uh, first baby? Yeah, first baby. Yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome. Like just to see that kid smile and Already he, like last week before I left, put him on a Strider bike and he was already like holding the bars like a, like a boss. Oh, so I was like, yes, nice. thank God. <laughs> G- good genes. Uh, we have a two and a half year old and, and I need to pull his, put his Strider bike somewhere where he can see it more often. So he starts getting around on that thing. Oh, mine was like in his face all the time. I was like <laughs> making sure he likes bikes. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Well, let's talk about this love for bikes. Uh, where did your love for bikes come from? When did you start getting, you start riding? And then what led you becoming a, a pro athlete and a globetrotter? I think my, so my dad was a motor trials uh, champion, I must say, like uh, doing that in Belgium. And when I was, I think about eight years old, we were on a holiday somewhere in the south of Belgium, where it's like a little bit more mountains and where trials is very popular. And there was like this rental place and they rented, they rented out trial bikes, <laughs> uh, bicycles. So I got one of those and that I think two years later, we were already doing the world championship for the youth categories. So yeah, my dad has actually been a 
like the catalyst of uh, pushing, putting us, myself my, and my brother into the, the sport of trials. But also from an early start, I was always was very interested in road bikes and mountain bikes and always been going to the events, been checking it out, been following it, been, I have good friends from these disciplines as well, because in Belgium, road cycling is really big. Mm -hmm. So I just love bikes in general. It gets you places, um, clears your mind, make, keeps you healthy. Um, yeah, just bikes are, bikes are life. I love it. So, I mean, you've stood on the podium quite a few times. What's been uh, the highlight of your career so far? I think the highlight, I mean, there's, there's really not much difference between the first time you won the world championship at 20 years old or, or even I was younger, I was like 16 in the, in the youth categories or the one I won when I was already in my 20s. Hmm. So that was always been, it's always been hard work. It's always been, of course, it's a, it's great. It's a great reward to win the world championship. But I think one of the biggest things that I've achieved from a mainstream point of view is um, when I rode over the slack line in 2015. So that was a, we put up a slack line that's around, like it's like a belt that you use, like truck belts, mm -hmm. they use it to tie down stuff. So it's like two inch wide, it's super, well, slack, yeah. slack line. And it was between two mountain peaks over a, a, a ravine, 370 feet above the ground at almost 10,000 feet altitude. So no oxygen almost. And um, that was so hard. And I always say to people like, like I, I fell off that thing for, I don't know, 90 times in the course of six days. And every time fall, get back up. And then three, like, it was like after 45 minutes, you could do your second attempt because you had to go back. You had to put, pull your bike back up, mm -hmm. fix the rope, put duct tape on it, get the drone back in the air. You know, it was such a, such a hard project. And after two seconds, I would fall off again. <laughs> wow. So, and I always say to people, this is kind of the, like a resume of my career. Like, you fall, you get back up, you try again, and you fall, and you get back up, and you try again until you make it. But you always keep believing that you make it. Like at one point, like even my close friends and, and my, my camera guy who works with me for 20 years, at one point he even thought, he didn't tell me then, but he said afterwards, like, I was sure it wasn't, you were never going to make it. That's but, wild. But I'm like, I was sure I was going to make it. <laughs> I love that. I've got to know now. Um, when you did make it, how long did it take to get across? It's, it's short. It's only 18 meters. What is that? Like, um, 40 feet. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. No, 60 feet. Sorry. Yeah. Times three. So it's, um, I don't know. It's about 30 seconds, maybe max. I didn't want to do it fast either. I right. want, I wanted to do it controlled because I wanted to be like able to go, stand still, go, stand still, go. I didn't want to just roll over really fast. Sure. That would have been like a lucky shot almost. So I really wanted to have the control because trials is, a, a con, you know, everything you do is controlled. So mm -hmm. it was kind of the idea. Wow. So are, are you going to add in a trick next time you do it? Yeah, I'll, I'll wave. <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, we've been thinking about doing a 2.0, but like, we don't want to, we don't want to discredit the first off the first attempt and we just keep this one this one is now seven years old almost eight years old and it's still it's still being shared weekly i had like i don't know i don't know how many million views but like i think more close to like 800 million 
on 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 national uh, no on history history channel and discovery and red bull and yeah the whole world shared that thing that was uh so i just leave it how it is there's no need to do another one let's go well we'll try to get you about five more views we'll do it we'll add the link in our our uh blog for yeah. the podcast it's on red bull redbull.com okay we'll check uh, that out red bull cool. bike yeah hey this next question has three important parts how did you discover bentonville and what did you expect you would find the first time you came and then what was reality? Yeah. So I was, um, it was in 2012 that I, did, I got an American sponsor, a bike sponsor, GT Bicycles. And they, they booked me to do a show at the, somewhere in Canada. And then after that, I flew to California because I had a halftime show for the Golden State Warriors. And I was on a trip and I randomly just got a a text or an, an email like, or no, somebody called me like, hey, uh, we, we looked you up on the internet. Would you want to come to Bentonville, Northwest Arkansas to do a show? We have a hotel here. We want to open mm-hmm. it. We need some entertainment. I go to the guys, the GT bicycle guys, and I say, hey, they want me in North, North, Northwest Arkansas, sorry. And they were like, oh man, there's nothing there. You know, you'll hate it. It's like, oh, I'm like I'm a bit disappointed, you know? Mm-hmm. So I got here and I was like, they put me up in the 21C hotel. That's actually why I came to, okay. do, to do a show at the opening. I think it was the opening night of the 21C. Yeah. And uh, I jumped over some people, had a good time. And I was like this, I, I texted the guys from GT Bicycle. I'm like, this, this town is actually pretty cool. They're like, no, no, no it can be. I'm like, it is really cool. And that's, I came, I kept coming, coming back and yeah, made it my US base camp. Yeah, well, very cool. That that's that's awesome. So then you chose Bentonville, right? So uh, can you compare? Bentonville it? chose me. Bentonville chose you. That's <laughs> right. That's cool. Can you compare it to where you live now? Are there similarities, differences? To be uh, honest, to, yeah, I think uh, Belgium is very hardworking. You know, people. A lot of people live on the countryside. We are very grounded, and I think that's something I can find in Arkansas as well. Like, you know, East Coast, West Coast of America is like, you know, it's like try, trying to be very fancy and all that. Yeah. Well, here it's like not that, not like that. There's not much showing off. Everybody's like low key, doesn't talk too much, make it happen. And that's something as a European from being from Belgium where we have the same mentality. I think that's a lot of uh, comparison. So I think, yeah, the, I feel at home here. Oh, cool. Very cool. I love hearing that. When I was... I have a fantastic intern who does some background research for me. And I started reading her notes and I was surprised to find out about sort of the roots of Bentonville Bike Fest. I didn't know what the history was and how it came about. So will you take us back to the beginning and then bring us up to this point where you became a full-fledged festival and explain how all that transpired? So when I came here, I actually wanted to... uh when I came back, I'm, I'm speaking five years later. So in 2013, I did this show for the 21C Hotel. And then the next four years, I didn't, I, did, I traveled to the States on and off, but I was very focused on competing. So shows and organizing wasn't really on top of my list. I just wanted to compete. But I was following on, on social media, everything that Bentonville was doing. And like, I could see like they were doing something big. And they told me already in 2013 that they wanted to become a world-class mountain bike destination. But I haven't really seen it in person. So when I did come back in 2018 and they showed me all the trails and like the boneyard, that like big wooden structure right there, mm. I was like, oh, 
this is not normal. This is like insane what they've built here. So yeah, fast forward a few, a few weeks, I was like, you know, I organize events in Europe. So, and my partner back then, my, my ex-wife now, she was really into, you know, she was a mountain biker and she really loved always like about equal prize money for women, like champion mm-hmm. women on bikes. And she was promoting that. I was like, you know what? Let's do an event together. Like we do, we, we do an event in Bentonville and I pitched it to, uh, to the Waltons and to their, their, uh, their people. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And then I actually worked with the film festival, Bentonville mm-hmm. film festival to, because they were also about inclusion. So it made total sense to have women on bikes, champion them, and also have movies uh, about women on bikes and show that during the film festival with group rides and vendors. And so that's how Women's Right came, came to life. Oh, that is so neat. Yeah. And then the year after in 2019, Women of Oz existed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, there's no need of two women focused events. So I was like, I got, I can do more than just a women event. So I was like, I pitched again, another idea. I said, look, I can do more than that. I can also do enduro and trials and bands and the, you know, the whole thing, everything mm-hmm. I've seen in the world that works, I can try and do it here and created Bentonville Bike Fest. That's neat. So I, I went like, you know, it went from idea to something like some scribbles on paper and a, a little diagram on, on the keynote that I presented to uh, the city and to, uh, to the Waltons and they, they, they liked it and they're like, oh, show me, show us what you got. And I start working my, my butt off. <laughs> and then, cool. um, yeah, 2020, I had to cancel the event because of COVID. Mm. It was a good call. Lost a lot of money. <laughs> and then um, 2021, started working on uh, the first edition and it was, uh, yeah, we knocked it uh, straight out of the, the start gate. It was, a, a, I think actually COVID saved us a little bit because we had a lot of time to, to work on it. Mm-hmm. And I was training, but I wasn't traveling. So thanks to COVID, Bike Fest, the first year edition was what it was. But that's why it was so big. Because also we, we had a lot of time to, to contact all the vendors, potential, the, the whole industry, and then also work with all the CPG brands in, in Bentonville to get them on board. But it was hard because we were selling air. <laughs> like nobody has seen an event like that here yet. So yeah, how do you sell something like that? So with photos and pictures from events that I've done overseas. Yeah. And then um, first edition 2021 and then 2022 was even better. And 2023 should be better again. Very cool. I love that. Were you surprised by how fast things transpired when you were like, hey, I want to do this thing? And people just said, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. That's that's something also that I'm not really used to, um, especially working in Europe. We are not like Americans are more like, you know, yeah, let's go. Excited. Like maybe it doesn't work, but let's at least try it. In Europe, we're more reserved. Like, eh. Like, why would we do that? And, you know, and like a lot of questions. And, but here is like, man, I love working here. It's like, just like go get her. And that's how, that's what I, I'm a doer. Like, yeah. I don't like to talk about it. Like, I like to do it. And now let me show you what it is. And I know I can do it. And then I will talk about it. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, ha- um, I wrote myself a note when you were talking about 2013 and then coming back and it was insanity, right? Yeah. What had transpired going from 
hey, we're going to make this the mountain biking capital of the world to, wow, look what they did. I can't believe it. it. Were you, have you seen that kind of transformation in other places in such a quick period? No. What did you think about that? That's impossible. Like, so when Tom Walt, when I rode with him in 2013, mm-hmm. he said, hey, I want to make this a mountain bike capital, not a capital of the world, but like a world-class mountain bike destination. Like, I, it's not, not that I didn't believe them, but I was like, like, you know, critical. I was like, okay. <laughs> but then when I came back and I saw what they've done, I was like, whoa, this is, this is like unique. Like, that's insane. In such a short amount of time to get like, I mean, even if you have, okay, I get it. If, if you have all the money to do it, it makes it easier, but it's not only that, it's, mm-hmm. it's more than that. It's to create a community that's all behind it, has shared the same vision. I really wants to do it. And then, yeah, just the amount of trails and not only the amount of trails, just also how it's built. It's really designed to make mountain biking a mainstream sport. And that's, that's why it's the mountain bike capital of the world, because that's some, some people, especially mountain bikers all over the world, like they look at the landscape, they're like, oh, it impossibly can be uh-huh. the capital of the world because you don't have 3,000 3, uh, feet mountains and all that. But what they don't understand is that making it accessible to the mainstream that you can actually go ride your bike with your kid and your wife on the same trails, but I will go faster than them. That opens up a market that's like, like doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. And that's why it's the mountain bike capital of the world. That's cool. I love that. I can't wait to ride with my son, Yeah, which means I better pick up the pace and ride a lot more so that I quit yeah. enough <laughs> with the rubber side pointed the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> You mentioned growing Bittenville Bike Fest uh, and making it bigger and better effectively. Can you talk about from 2022 to now, what are you doing this year to be bigger and better? And and how does your new venue fit into that? So the bigger is not necessarily what we want. We want to be better. So we are closer to uh, the trail system. That's a huge win. We are on a grass field. It's going to be feeling more like a festival. Yes. The, the old Applegate actually has a lot of history. So we're bringing a little bit back that old, you know, the old uh, memories of uh, the locals that will mm-hmm. probably enjoy uh, the festival way more. Moving it three and a half, four weeks almost back uh, to May is a, is a, it's going to make a huge yes. difference because uh, a lot of vendors don't come back because they think it was too hot. So mm-hmm. if they, if they want to come back, we, we move the date. So it's going to be cooler. And yeah, we are just way more prepared. Um, we have a bigger team now. Like before it was basically Jesse, John and I, and we had a few calls and then we brought in a few more people and that was it. And everybody, were, we were so slammed that it, we, the growth was so fast. We weren't prepared for that. So I was putting up fences at midnight. They were filling up ice at 1 a.m. It was like, yeah, it were like, insanity and in the meanwhile i was having calls and i have a radio here and like there's a complete chaos now we are more prepared we have a bigger team like we doubled the team so it's going to be all way more controlled and everybody's going to have a way bigger experience from vendors sponsors to the fans to the riders to like everybody's going to have so better for sure in that terms like better like more organization and and and, and that's a good thing bigger we definitely are growing the um, amount of pro riders and the presence of uh, Olympic medalists, world champions, world famous MCs from the bike industry at least. 
our sponsors will be treated way better. We have an amazing VIP hospitality right now. Um, on-site, off-site, we have VIP events. So we treat our sponsors like, uh, you know, like it should be. Because mm. after all day, make sure that we can all do, we can all do this. And yeah, so from that point, we are definitely going uh, bigger. Yeah, I mean, since you're, you mentioned pros and Olympians and so on, how, how geeked are you about the uh, U.S. mountain biking team rehoming in Bentonville? Yeah, that's really cool. So U.S. cycling making that move is, I mean, it's a no-brainer almost. But again, it's about relationships they've built. And um, I think everybody, like even in Europe, everybody knows about this place. It's like locals don't always realize that, but mm -hmm. everybody's looking at Bentonville as, oh, they're doing something. They don't know exactly what yet, but they're doing something that's different and that works. So everybody's looking at this place. Yeah. I mean, just in the little over two years that I've been here and I have conversations with people all over the place every day. It's been interesting to me to hear just in those couple of years, sort of this transformation of, I mean, frankly, when I first got here and when I was first thinking about this place and knew about the mountain biking scene and I would ask people about it and some folks would be like, eh, I don't know. And now, you know, I hear folks like in Southern Colorado and other places saying, no, I've, I've been thinking about coming there. Yeah. Well, come on. Yeah. You know, I've got to check it out. So it really has, it seems like it's really made a transformation even in that time. I can't imagine, you know, 2012 to now. Yeah. I mean, 2012, I literally had, I walked across the street of um, 21C Hotel and there were like two food trucks, like mm -hmm. the ones that are still there. Yeah. And that was it. Like there was no good restaurants or except for the one inside 21C. So it definitely changed. Like, you know, like can't even compare. When we rode at Kohler, then it was like, there was nothing there. It was like, so I can't even like imagine how many people are building those trails. Like that's also something like these people work really hard. <laughs> it's like yeah, big job, a lot of work. Yeah. I don't think anybody would expect to have, folks would expect that, you know, here in the middle of the country in Northwest Arkansas and Bentonville that we have several professional trail building companies. Yeah. And because they relocated to the, to Bentonville, they became world famous in the scene. And they now they're getting jobs all over the country and even international because of this place. Yeah. Also because like, just like me, you know, like they're like, yeah, yeah, show what you got. We're not going to tell you how to do it. And that's what I like too. Like, okay, I'll, because it was so, it was a, like a, a white canvas. Mm -hmm. Same with these trail builders. Like, you know, if we can do this or that, okay, maybe build it like that. Maybe build a jump like that. And there's so much knowledge now about how to build, how to maintain the French drain. The whole trail system is so, you know, advanced that they can bring that to other places now in the country. And even like, I know, I know people uh, like Progressive Trail Design, they're now building in Portugal. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like all because of this place. Yeah, that's pretty neat. I remember uh, when I had Gary Vernon on the show, I don't remember if it was during the show or sort of side talk or another time, but uh, he told me about how he used to go places and he still does, right, to see how they're building trails and what they're up to, but now folks are coming here and yeah. that's pretty neat. Yeah, exactly. This year, how many uh, people are you expecting to attend uh, Bentonville Bike Fest? We have around, I think, 40 world-class pros coming. Nice. Around 600 people that will race, compete, workshops, do all that. We are hoping for around 15 to 20,000 people coming in and out, you know, on a, yeah. On his like coming and going festival goers. We have 130 vendors 
and then the food trucks. We got the bands. So yeah, that's wonderful. Everything. Well, who should attend? It sounds like anybody who likes bikes, but really in the general community. Yeah. Who who should attend? What makes a how do they get the best experience out of Bike Fest? I mean, Bike Fest is designed in a way that is for everybody, like literally everybody. Like if you bring your grandma that have never seen a bike show or whatever before, she will go home and she will, has a, she will have a smile on her face. She will say to her grandchildren, I have never seen like, like that's amazing. Like kids racing on small, you know, like balanced bikes. That was the best time ever. I, that's, and those guys jumping in the air, crazy. Then you, if you're a mountain biker and you've been riding for 30 years, you can go to hundred and, I don't know, 120 that we have now vendors and see the latest bike technology. Or you can try bikes out. If you're a music fan and you don't care about bikes, we have a food garden. You can, you can drink beers all day and food, have great food and watch the bands or see trial shows or flatland shows. So basically, Bike Fest is very community driven. We, we build this, we design this for everybody to enjoy it. That's basically what Bike Fest is. I love it. I, I can't wait to check it out this year. Yeah. So she's like, I'm, I'm thrilled to see this grow and how it's made progress. How would you characterize the impact of Bentonville Bike Fest, both to our community, but also to you personally? Well, if it's to the community, we try to bring in all the pro riders, mm -hmm. all the, the, we try to bring the industry here and hopefully influence them to set a headquarter here, which is already happening from, I'm not saying that because of Bike Fest, that's also the runway and the whole, the whole group and uh, the Waltons, of course, their mm -hmm. work. They're really trying to get the industry here. So we try to influence the, the industry that's coming here to display their bikes, to showcase their latest products, and then maybe say, hey, you know what? This is actually a cool place. We can, we can relocate here and have a warehouse here or whatever. They have an office here. So that's mm -hmm. what some brands are already doing. Yeah. Um, so Victoria is now doing it, the, the tire company. So that's one thing that we want to do. Definitely create jobs because of Bike Fest. A lot of people, you know, we need to we need suppliers, and so we help the community that yeah. way uh, because it all adds up, and we, we provide a lot of work for the the community. And then for me personally, um, yeah, I love Bike Fest because I can really express myself. It's uh, it's a way. So I don't know if you know, but I also like when I do a trial show or make videos. It's all about creativity. I don't really think when I'm like when I used to compete, you had to follow the line of where the course goes. Yeah. But when I make videos for Red Bull or even on my social media on a daily basis about freestyle, I don't think like, it's like 20 obstacles. I just go do them and I ride and I jump and then I spin and I, I don't think, like I just do, it's natural. That's cool. It's like a natural flow. I Or I make artworks, like I make- um, I've seen some of it. Yeah, I make, I put paint on the floor. I mean, not on the floor, on my canvas. Mm -hmm. And then I, I slide, I slip, I, same thing. I don't think like I just create something that I think will look good and I keep doing it. And then when I look, I'm like, oh, it looks pretty good. And it's the same with Bike Fest. Like there's like, there's that gut feeling like I'm like, oh, that, that will work and that will work and maybe that won't work. Or, you know, it also depends on budget, but it's like creating an art piece. And that's what I like about it, about organizing. I, I absolutely hate all the admin that goes into it, updating the website, invoicing, mm -hmm. contracts. And sometimes I look like a lawyer and I don't like it, but you know, it's the stuff that has to happen. But the, crea the creative process of creating, like it was just an idea on paper to actually seeing 
the vendor come with his bike brands. He drove in like six days from, I don't know, Oregon mm -hmm. <laughs> to set up his boots and his products at bike fest. I'm like, yeah, this is, or, or having like Ryan Williams flying from Australia mm -hmm. to do a show here. So, and then, you know, when it all comes together, like the programming where you have also this, because that's another thing from being a trials rider, they booked me at, I don't know, maybe 2000 events. And a lot of the times they, they put me in the wrong place. Mm. And before we started, especially with my brother, we're like, look where they put us, you know? You know what they're gonna say after the event? Yep, so then you do your show and there's no crowd or not the way they thought it would be. And then they come, man, if we knew that it was this or that, we would have put you there. And my brother and I, like, yeah, that's what we knew is from, from the start, we knew we had to be there. So that's also something I have, you know, with all the experience, I know, okay, trials has to be there. BMX flatline has to be there. The dirt has to be there. We have to make sure it's that goes on that time and that on that time and that on mm -hmm. that time. And, and, and that's from, yeah, just love the whole, the whole creative process of drawing it on a map and just, yeah, that's, I love that. That's great. Yeah. Well, it's great creativity. It's great intuition, right? Yeah. You, you really know your, your craft. Uh, so to speak, you know, you mentioned as an economic driver, as an economic developer, you know, my primary focus is on really companies and helping them build and grow. It's how do I help local businesses that are already established build and grow? How do I help folks, entrepreneurs get their businesses up and going and building and scaling? And then there's the other piece. There's the businesses that don't have a presence here. Uh, helping those business leaders decide whether they should have a presence here. Clearly, this sounds like somewhere I need to be <laughs> yeah. to go uh, meet a bunch of folks. But how would you say I need to be engaging with Bentonville Bike Fest in this capacity, really to take advantage of the fact that you're bringing the industry here? I think, uh, well, we, we have we have so much opportunities as well. Like now we also organize like on, on Thursday evening, we have a VIP opening night where we connect the industry with the, with the leaders here and we create dialogue. So they come up with ideas. We also invite all our sponsors there, the CPG brands, because that's another thing in the bicycle industry. Uh, what I learned from as a trials rider is like, how can you get the, the support from the CPG brands from the mainstream that are not necessarily in the bike industry? And as a trials rider, it's fairly easy because we are riding on billboards if we want it. Mm. If we brand them, we are riding on billboards. So. That whole connection is really important to BikeFest. How do we connect all these pieces? Because it's a free event. So we don't charge, uh, it's like general admission for wow. the audience is free. Like this should be, it could be like a 50, 20, no, like a $30 a day event if we wanted to. Yeah. But we don't do that because we get the support. We are really blessed where, with where we are because of all the brands that have a presence here. But then I'm talking about the CPG brands, the brands that sell the Walmart and, and all those companies. And they want to support cycling as much as the bike industry wants to support cycling. And that's great. And that's something we want to keep growing on. And that, that's, that's the formula that we can only do here, if I have to be really honest with you, mm -hmm. because of that, that um, ecosystem. So we want to keep growing that part of BikeFest. Yeah. Connect all the, the whole corporate scene with the bike industry and have them figure it out, but also support us, of course. That is so cool. Yeah, I mean, how unique is that? That I mean, you've got these 1,400 vendors basically exactly. sitting here in Northwest Arkansas of, you know, all the 
if you go to the store, walk down the aisle, look at the brands, Procter & Gamble, Crayola, Clorox, you yeah. name the brand and you can drive by it here somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Which is really cool. And they, like the first year we talked to them, they knew something, they were, that Bentville was something with bikes, but they mm -hmm. weren't really sure about what it is. But now you can tell in our conversation, they know exactly what the biking in, uh, industry and ecosystem looks like and how they're looking, they're all looking now for like ways, how can we activate our brand and work with the companies here and the events here? Yeah, uh, it, we've talked about a good bit of this, but you know, thinking about Bentonville, will you talk more about the city and, and how the city has evolved uh, and this biking culture has developed and how we've embraced it as this way of life and an economic driver, you know, from your point of view? Uh, from my point of view, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was asking. You know, we we've talked a little bit about this, today, and, and I guess this is more so of: is there anything else to add above what you've said? Oh, you know, this place has developed this deep bike culture here now, and has really embraced it as a way of life. You have anything else to add to the things you've said already about that? No, I think uh, I've covered everything. Um, it's just, I think. What I've already said is like, really like, why is it the cap mountain bike capital of the world? And soon also the gravel capital of the world mm -hmm. is not, it's not just, it's okay. It's self-proclaimed maybe it's a good marketing way. Yeah. yeah. It's a good marketing strategy, but yeah, just inclusion, like get everybody here, get everybody together and get the support from all these big companies to further grow the cycling industry and that is one part as a business side of things. But if you want to talk about the riding, like like physically the riding, that's also amazing because you got the greenway in the middle, you got all the trails on the side and it's just like, everything is also accessible because for example, when I go riding in Spain with people that are not so trained or technically fit or skilled, they struggle. Mm -hmm. It's really, it's really hard to ride there. Like it's not built. It's just a, a, a donkey trail that's, thousand years old mm. so it's like very accidental it has rocks everywhere and I, I love that i'm a trials rider and but the mainstream doesn't and they like nah, nah, nah mountain biking is not for me here you're like if you're a road biker you never touch the mountain bike or you, you just ride commuters just get a helmet and ride the same trail that i'm riding That's i cool. will jump over the, the the doubles you will roll over them very slow but we have the same experience and that's what they say here they want to they want to become like a, a ski town where you take your whole family on a, on a ski slope. I'll go straight, don't make turns and I go fast on the skis or you can go really slow and, you know, take it easy. And that's kind of the same idea. And that's what is so unique and smart about this area. That's cool. It's funny you say that about a ski town. My wife and I were walking downtown to, I guess our, we moved here in December, 2020. So it must've been 2021 in, I guess, November, because it was, no, December. It was uh, the Christmas parade. And as we're walking downtown, I looked around and I looked at my wife and I went, I've got it. I finally get it. I'm like, I, I know what we are. We're a ski town, except yeah. everybody has bicycle racks. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. And there's same so thing. much to do. <laughs> and you same, know? same vibe too. You know, yeah. like if you look around and, and also the urban planning, I like it because it has a lot of wood involved. And yes. Not a lot of, even if it's like concrete buildings, like, you know, they kind of hide it with like wooden, like uh, wood on the side or yeah. like it keeps that natural look and feel. Yeah. And that's, that's what makes it unique. And that's something they're also smart about. Like 
keep it like grow it, but don't like grow it by putting up ugly 40 story skyscrapers or something yeah. like that. Well, I'm a big fan of sustainable economic development. Yeah. That seems reasonable. I have to ask, you mentioned trails and accessible trails. What are your favorite trails and places to ride in Bentonville and across Northwest, Northwest Arkansas? I think the whole, so every time I come, I don't know how, but I always tend to be very busy here uh-huh. because that's another thing. Like there's so much opportunity here. Like every time I'm sitting in a coffee shop, I meet 10 people and like eight of them have ideas. Like, yeah. And then you gotta like, it's crazy. It's like almost natural. So because I'm so busy or because I'm in between trips, I don't have time to, for example, travel one hour away. So my favorite is always Slaughter Pen. Mm. Anything like, like yesterday, again, I rode five new trails. Wow. Yeah, they just build them like over winter. <laughs> so I was like, Jesus Christ, how you keep keep doing that? And uh, yeah, you don't have to go anywhere if you if you just work in Bentonville, jump on your bike, you know, make sure maybe you're all already wearing your mountain bike, your mountain bike outfit, so you don't have to change and go for a ride. After in two minutes, you're on the trail. So that's yeah, Slaughter Pen, Bella Vista. If it's a, if it has to be a little bit, which I like a little bit more gravity, I I love Eureka Springs oh, yeah. and Passion Play. That are, that are actually my favorite, but it's a little bit far away from Bentonville. Well, mm-hmm. not far. It's like an hour drive, which is yeah. okay. So, yeah. And now also the gravel scene. I mean, there's gravel everywhere. Uh, that I noticed that also like six years ago. I was like, why is there so much gravel here? Like people living on gravel roads. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, that's an opportunity. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we've grown so fast that we still have quite a bit of that. Yeah. You don't have to drive very far to hit a gravel road. Yeah. In fact, I would say from where we're sitting right now, you could probably drive max 20 minutes in about any direction and hit gravel. Yeah. But maybe not directly south. Yeah. But it, it makes sense also from a, from a city like, you know, in Europe, we don't have that anymore because every, it's so densely populated and we have very little space. So it's normal. Uh, so you have also a lot of taxpayers mm-hmm. living everywhere. Yeah, like occupying every piece of land almost. And, and and then, of course, they're paved. Arkansas is four times bigger than Belgium. Four times. Imagine wow. that my country, but has only, but has four times less uh, citizens. So, you know, go figure out how, how much land every citizen has to pay for to get its paved road. So it's like, it's impossible. That's so, cool. that, so that's like yeah, really, really unique uh, here. Yeah. So um, outside of uh, riding, what other sports do you enjoy? And what other things do you enjoy even beyond sports? Here um, I like art. I wish I had more time to do it because uh, of Bike Fest. It's, uh, and my shows again, I, I've been getting a lot of uh, shows again recently. So was, yeah, I have a little bit less time to do that. So like the abstract art, artworks that I make, using my bike as a, as a brush, basically. So I like doing that. Whenever I'm in Spain, I love to just go on the ocean on my paddleboard or my, my, my sea kayak. I like trail running. I love uh, mu- music. I'm a big music fan. I bought a guitar a long time ago, but I can't say I'm good at it, but I enjoy it. <laughs> so that's the most important. So I definitely love music. I like going to festivals, which is like a new thing because mm-hmm. uh, for how much, how long I competed? 31 years since I was nine was my first competition. You know, you become a teenager and yeah. like you see all your friends going to like festivals. And I was like on my bike because I had competitions the next day. 
So now I'm like, oh, I'm 40. So now I can go to festivals. So that's great. I'm, I love it. I'm the oldest of the, the crew, but it's all right. No, when I go to festivals, I am too. <laughs> With all the ris- all the all the bracelets here. Oh yeah, a- absolutely. <laughs> um, did you get to check out the format? Check out format last well, year. My my son was born in September, so uh, it's well, that was a bit hard to go. But I they just released the the new yeah. the new uh lineup and looks amazing and i'm hoping that I, I will have time to go if i don't have to go to i don't know where or a show or something yeah well i'll, I'll tell you last year i was shocked by how good it was yeah. it um, looked amazing we had yeah. we had serious fomo my wife and i <laughs> you sh- and, as well you should have will you tell me a story and the story i'm looking for would be what i call a hashtag because bentonville story that would be either just a moment in time or a full-blown story, something that happened where you went, you know, that could only happen in Bentonville or it describes the essence of this place. Mm, okay. I got to think about that. I didn't know. What would, what would that be? Um, We've had quite a range from folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. It must be something with the, uh, yeah. doesn't have to be spectacular, I guess. No. No, it doesn't. I mean, one of my first ones was the first time I ever saw, uh, ever saw a bike detour sign. Oh yeah. In fact, this is the only place I've ever seen a bike detour sign. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically every time I, because Bentonville, the, the hashtag is like just every time I come, there's new trails. Okay. Um, That's good. A, a mile, yeah. I think it's a mile a week. Yeah. Something like that. But it's not like, you know, putting some sand is like really carving it like with machines and a lot of work yeah so basically i've been coming here for so yeah 10 years over 10 years and every time i come there's a freaking new trail (laughs) so because bentonville only because of that that's what we do (laughs) hashtag because i love it well as we start wrapping up how can our audience reach you or get to know about bentonville bike fest all right so you can uh reach um my whole team on bentonvillebikefest.com. Perfect. Yeah, if everybody's, you know, if you're looking to exhibit, you can contact. If you're looking for media, we have our media guy there. If you look to uh, have general questions, you can reach me. So that's the easiest way to go for, to, to do it, to do just bentonvillebikefest.com. There's a contact button somewhere. and Excellent. Just send an email. Well, I trust our audience can find it. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> These days, this should be all right. I'm, I'm, it's like I'm trying to explain what a, a computer is. <laughs> <laughs> totally okay. Last few questions. These are kind of to get to know a little bit more about you or just some random fun. What's a bike trick that is, and by the way, my, my intern who was here earlier wrote this question. I yeah. think it's a fantastic question. Okay. What's a bike trick that is a lot easier than it looks and also what's one you're trying to learn if there's anything left to learn for yeah Kenny apparently i mean the backflip is apparently way easier than it looks but for <laughs> some like you know trials we are very controlled we're control freaks mm-hmm. we hop from one thing to the other and then we ride on a skinny rail and then we turn around and like it's all controlled it's pre- pretty slow compared to for example bmx sure but you know the bmx tricks are way cooler to look at so I'm like, the backflip is something I should learn. And everybody keeps saying, just do it with your skills. I'm like, I know, but I tried one time in a foam pit and I landed on my head. <laughs> so the control freak in me goes like, 
if that happens on the pavement, I die. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm out, <laughs> but I, I should learn it. I'm I, Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's cool. What's well, I love how you answered both with one, one particular item. That's really good. I love it. Let's talk about your NBA career. Oh yeah. <laughs> I hear you uh, play a lot of halftime or do a lot of halftime shows. What's the most, I guess, interesting audience or NBA audience that you've had the opportunity to perform in front of? Yeah. Yeah. The NBA shows. So, so basically until 2012, I was doing a lot of shows in the Middle East and they mm-hmm. were like, we were Red Bull. It was for Red Bull and they just started the market and it was all like small, small shows and mm-hmm. like, and a lot of them. And I was like, you know what? I should do this. Go for the American dream. I want to do NBA shows. And I just started hustling to get the context of those people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, before I knew I did like 30 shows. But if I have to pick one that's really was the loudest ever, I think it was the Denver Nuggets together with the LA Clippers. Oh my I gosh. Basic, I basically had to do nothing. Just like I hopped on a two foot box and everybody just like jumped up their seat. And then when I did my finale move, which is really, really high up on a, on a triangle, that's about nine feet up. And then I go from one triangle, tip of the triangle to the next one, which is like 10 feet further. Mm-hmm. The whole arena, just like the roof like blew off. Like it was like, and I went down like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> a, a little boy from a farming town in, in, in Belgium is here in LA, you know? So that was, a, that's, that's something I, I just, yeah, I just love these audiences. Like also, you know, they're, it's a sport audience. Mm-hmm. The sports audience, they understand jumping because uh, I'm basketball players and they now do the same jumps, but on a bike carrying that weight. So they're like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Impressive. And that just shows how trials yeah. and, and, and also BMX and all these action sports are entertaining the mainstream. And that's exactly what yeah. I learned from also when I organize a bike fest, like we need that. We, we need to entertain the, to be bikers, the mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Well, Kenny, we already know, only got two questions left and we already know you're a skilled rider. We know you're multilingual too, right? Three languages. What's an unusual talent or skill though, that people might be surprised to learn that you have? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Fishing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty good at fishing. (laughs) Hey, that's, that's a great skill. In Arkansas, (laughs) but all the lakes, I mean... Yeah, but I love fishing. Yeah, no, that's no, cool. I, I love it. But what other skill? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's it. It's a lot of doing, you know, like yeah. I'm not a guy that will go like, hey, I I read uh, 50 books uh, last month. Unfortunately not. I wish I had more time to do it. But it's, uh, it's always like active, active stuff. Yeah. Also because like I do my own management and then bike fest. It's a lot of sitting on the computer. So I, I need to go out. I'm an outdoor person. I'm a doer. So... Excellent. And more, as more as more I can do, the better. Very cool. The secret to fifty books. I don't know who's reading fifty a month, but the secret to fifty a year is audible.com. Audible.com. Yeah. yeah. I know. I, I should do that. Now I'm gonna ask them for a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question. If you have anything, what's something I should have asked that I did not ask? I think your questions were uh, pretty uh like on point. Cool. And yeah, I have nothing to ask to cool. add, I mean. Well, Kenny, thank you so much then. Appreciate you spending time with me and with the Bentonville Beacon audience today. 
I love what you're doing with Bentonville Bike Fest. I love seeing the progress that it's making, how it's growing and what you're doing for our yeah. community. So thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm happy to be here. And the more we can talk about Bike Fest, the better. Wonderful. So thank you. And hey, thanks to our Bentonville Beacon audience. Uh, you know, without you, we couldn't do this show. It wouldn't be possible. So keep coming back to learn more about Bentonville and its leaders and about Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas, this place where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. You can check out this show on any major podcast player. So if that's what you're doing, hit subscribe and you can see all of our episodes at BentonvilleBeacon.com. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon podcast. We hope to see you next week.